Hello, my name is Fabiana Cole, and this is Connection First. Thank you so much for being here. We are going to be talking today about road trips and how we can make road trips fun, or at least how we can make them work as a family and even maybe see them as an opportunity to connect as a family and to have some quality time. And before I get started, I wanted to say thank you because last week's episode was all about the communication with our kids and I really enjoyed recording that and it received so many downloads and comments, beautiful comments. So thank you so much for reaching out and sharing your thoughts about it with me. That means a lot. You can't imagine how much that means to me and every time you share the podcast or you comment or leave me any sort of feedback, it's really important for me. So I appreciate it whenever you take the time to do it. Thank Thank you. Now on to today's topic, road trips. So let me tell you a bit of the story behind the whole idea of doing this podcast episode. We recently had two weeks of school holidays and the first week we decided to go to Gold Coast. It's eight hours driving from Sydney. We had been before because we have friends that live there and we try to go and visit them, especially around this time of the year that is a bit warmer up there. It's perfect time to go and visit them and we went last year but we took a plane and this time was the first time driving and it was the longest road trip that we had been doing because we once went to Byron Bay which is almost seven hours and well yeah this time was almost nine I think so anyways there was a lot of complaint from the kids when we mentioned that we were driving instead this time and one of my aims was to make it fun for them because Carlos and I, my husband and I, really enjoy road trips and going to new places and we love going to new places in Australia and we have so many ideas and things we want to do. So I really wanted the kids to have a positive experience. So next time when we say it's like 15 hours, I don't know how long it would be, they will have that in the back of their head. They will have a positive experience and we can do it and it will be more enjoyable for everyone, hopefully. So anyways, um, the interesting part is that we did that trip and we did it in a very particular scenario because my husband had a meeting we were living on a Tuesday and my husband had a meeting a very important meeting that he needed to take like a video call uh, at 1 p.m so we needed to leave quite early to make it on time and we decided to leave for the first time at 3 a.m in the morning which was super early so we woke up at 3 ended up leaving like just before 4 a.m and we didn't stop so it was just one way I took sandwich and we only stopped for petrol and to go to the bathroom like it, so it was interesting and, and I think it worked well and then at the end of the holidays I was asking my youngest son Ben at his seven years old what was the highlights of the highlight of his school holidays I usually ask them at, at the end of the holidays what was the favorite thing they did and I mean to be honest we did a variety of different things because we went to Gold Coast and then the second week we were in Sydney but he had lots of play dates and we went to the movies we went climbing as well like picnics and different things and one of the things that he mentioned when I asked about um, the school holidays was this car ride to Gold Coast not the actual being in Gold Coast but the car ride to Gold Coast so it was positive so I feel I, I managed to make it work and, and they really enjoyed it and anyways that was my motivation to share some of the ideas with you and to if I can ideally and inspire you as well because I feel so many families are avoiding road trips because they feel it's not going to work or the kids complain and I feel 
I mean, I really want to encourage you to go ahead, do it. I feel it's a really positive experience as a family. When you have like a goal together and, and you set up like a, this plan and you involve the kids and then you manage to do it, it's always really nice and it brings people together. When you have a common like achievement that you want to make in this case was like let's try to do the longest road trip that we have ever done let's make it to Gold Coast and then we will have more freedom there we will have our car and they were involved and and I feel it's really nice as an experience in general to have that goal together and then seeing it happen and the other thing is that I believe as a, as a family, it brings up a lot of new conversations, new topics, especially if you have a busy life and then all of a sudden you are stuck in a car, you have certain number of hours. We don't do screens in the car. That's a topic that I'll talk a bit uh, further later today, but we don't do screens. So it's a really opportunity to listen to music together, have conversations together, look through the window. And anyways, I see it as an opportunity that... If you are not doing it, you might be missing on this moment that you can have of a family with no distractions. And it is like, yeah, we have eight hours to go. Let's see what we can do in these eight hours. Let's see what we can play. And I feel you can make it fun and enjoyable. And let me share with you the five things that I feel are key, not only for this trip that was longer, but things that we usually do in trips that we do generally because we go on road trips often, uh, shorter ones, like two hours, three hours from Sydney. We love going camping or we rent houses in places and then we go and visit and anyway so the first one is choosing the right time to go and obviously I mean there are many factors sometimes it's just the time when you finish work and that's it and you don't have many options but if you are able to choose a time for us the best moment to live in general before this time that was the exception because it was a, a lot longer but when it's a shorter trip like two to four hours the best moment for us is at the end of the day so usually we would leave by five or six, then we stop for dinner or I pack something for the kids to eat on the way or I get like sushi rolls or I make sandwiches, whatever it is. And then the kids usually fall asleep and that makes it a lot easier for them and, and for everyone when they simply are sleeping and they're not getting bored or tired or anything. And then we get to a place we go and honestly, we do it. Even when we go camping, we usually do it like this. We get there, leave the kids in the car, and while, like, of course, next to us, windows open and all of that, safety first, but <laughs> we're not crazy. Uh, and usually the camping uh, places, I mean, we have the car next to us, so we just do the whole setup and then transfer the kids to the, to the tent when everything is ready for them, like inflatable mattress are there, pillows, everything is ready. We transfer the kids, and then my husband and I have a glass of wine or a beer and celebrate that we made it that we are there and it's the best moment when you have your whole setup ready kids are sleeping everyone is settled and we have our celebration <laughs> celebratory drink and anyway so living at the end of the day I feel works really well in this case we left very early in the morning as I was saying and it worked also really well because when the kids woke up it was like less than five hours to get there it worked so well that the on the way back which was Sunday my my husband didn't have any meeting or anywhere, anywhere to be at any specific moment. 
and we still left at the same time. So we left before 4 a.m. and we were by lunch in Sydney. Amazing. It really worked well. So if you can choose, try to go either early or at the end of the day. That's my opinion and our experience has been really good with that. The second thing that I'm going to suggest today to make the road trips fun and more enjoyable for everyone is to create family playlist. So we all love listening to music in the car. Even if it's like from home to school, which is like a two minute drive, we still they pick a song to play. <laughs> and uh, so we came up with the idea of doing family playlists years ago because we used to every time we were in the car everyone was having you know requests for songs they wanted to play and there was a lot of like no I said it first no I asked for mine first no I don't want to listen to that one I don't like that I hate that one <laughs> so I decided to one day it's like how about we put a playlist together and we all took turns and it, we go many rounds and we picked so many different songs like each of us and then we play shuffle and that's that's it you don't have to you can't you can't complain about a song because you know that you might be listening to one song that you don't really like but then the song that you picked might come next and and yeah we I mean it's a very very weird playlist it's a lot of variety in there I can guarantee that but it's also a fun and it's a good memory I think in the future it's going to be really fun to listen to that playlist and we have that at first we started like calling the playlist like road trip 2019 and then it was so often that we were doing that it's like a, June, a road trip June 2022, for example. And I have a whole list of road trip playlists with different times and different moments when we created them. And it, it really works well because it also takes a big chunk of the actual trip. So as soon as we are leaving Sydney, we start to put the playlist together. And honestly, sometimes it's like 40 minutes of creating that playlist and everyone thinking on songs they want to add. And anyways, it's it's a good one, really, if you are into music like we are and it's, if your music is as, as uh, different, because even between my husband and I, we sometimes like different things. So it's a good combination and a good mix and, and a fun thing to do as well. The third thing that I would say is really cool and important is bringing distractions for the kids. And as I was saying before, going back to the screen time during the car, I feel, I mean, these days that the technology and screens in particular is so available and I feel as a family it's even more important now than ever to have very specific codes around screens and we one way to do that is to establish places or moments where it's a big no to use the screens because if, if we don't do that then the screens become part of our family life and they are always present in the end if we don't establish those specific boundaries around them so for us car rides has always been a no for my kids, we always offer different options. And because it's never been an option for them, they don't ask for them. It's not a need that my kids have. It's never been an option for them. They simply don't think about it because they, they never had access to that. So even in this eight-hour trip, they didn't even mention and as a family, we, we don't have iPads. That's a decision, like a conscious decision of like not having iPads. Uh, as part of our, our family, we never take iPads anywhere because we don't have them. I have a few games in my phone downloaded for my kids. And of course, there are moments when there is like a long wait and I give it to them. Or if we are in a plane, in an airport, obviously. But in general, cars, it's always been a no. 
And also, I really encourage you, even if you have been giving them the screens during the car rides, you can change your mind and have like a family meeting. How I say sometimes, like, let's have a family meeting. We decided to change this because it's not working. And from now on, we are not going to do this in this way, but we're going to change to this way. And that's it. And you can always, yeah, go back and change that if you have uh, got to that point. And, and I totally get it. Like uh, road trips can be intense. They can get desperate. And, and sometimes, especially for the one driving, can be like, oh my God, please, kids, can you stop? But if you have different options to offer them, I, I promise you that it can you can make it work. And, and for kids, that's never been an option. The screens, it's, um, it's easy for them to find other things to do. And screens also, as a, you know, going back to the connection side of things, screens completely disconnect you from the place where you are. So if you give even the children screens and you even are doing a screen, it's like you are all completely disconnected and you are wasting the opportunity of, you know, having those conversations and asking questions and sharing playlists and things that you like together. So anyways, that's our personal view. Of course, there's no judgments here. I'm just sharing the way that we do things and why I believe is something that we can all try and it could be a good opportunity as a family. And so as part of the distractions, because we don't do any screens, I bring, I make sure that I have a lot of different distractions for the kids. This time they play Uno a lot. They are into playing Uno and it was good. I have a chess game. Matthias used to be really into chess and I have one with magnets that is perfect for planes and cars. And also, yeah, I put a lot of different in the in the front seats. I put a lot of different games like in the back of the front seats for the kids to have access to easily. I put a lot of car games. Uh, Top Trumps are amazing as well. That's really, really good. And lately, the books have been really, really important and key for our family trips. The kids are both reading a lot. They are even reading the same series. So it's great because they can share books and then they can comment and have many chats about them, which is great. I usually keep books. Uh, if we go to the library the week before we are doing a road trip or going away for the weekend, I usually hide those books for them, honestly, because they read pretty fast. So I put some books away and I leave them for that moment. And Matthias used to get a bit sick when he was reading, but not anymore. And especially in the highways, it's perfect. None of them are getting sick lately. So it's good. In terms of games, we also play I Would Rather I think I mentioned it before and it's something that brought up so many nice conversations and there are so many lists online that you can download. You can also play the first one to find 10 red cars or the first one to find a sign that says uh, something starting with the word Y, with the <laughs> with the letter Y. I don't know. You know, you can come up with different games like that. We used to play a lot when they were little. I spy with my little eye. That's something that is really good. And if you have younger kids, you can always have a specific toys for road trips that are fun for them and they don't see them often. And it's always so good to keep those specific toys that they will be looking forward to seeing in the car, for example. That that works well. They used to work very well for us. The fourth thing that I want to mention today for road trips is related to the food. My kids love eating and for this road trip that was longer than usual, I did like treat bags. It's something that I've never done before, but because it was a longer ride and we weren't going to stop because of what I was saying before, it was a long uh, one in one go. Uh, I created like, I did like 
street bags and I asked them like the night before, hey guys, I'm going to the supermarket. What things would you like for the road trip? And they each mentioned a couple of things and they weren't expecting that I was going to get everything that they suggested. And when they saw the treat bags, they were so surprised and happy and grateful. And I bought like Pringles that they, I usually don't get Pringles for them and um, Skittles and they had like mini popcorn bags and chips and different things and like these honey um, lollies that they sell in Harry's Farm that they really love and you know as specific as snacks and I also added some fruits but obviously the exciting part was what they are not used to having in you know every day so that was good and and I gave that to each of them when they woke up Um, And I told them just to, you know, you need to manage this and you decide if you're going to finish it all at once or if you're going to keep it for the for the drive. And they each made the decisions and they felt very independent because they have they had their own thing. And I put like their bottles of water and I also put like little blankets and pillows and made it all cozy and nice for them and finally the last thing that I was going to mention today is the importance of you simply be honest about the time every time they ask the days before so how many hours is it it's like yeah it's gonna be like 10 hours you know even even more no no I mean I was saying I'm not sure let's check we check the map together it's like no it's eight hours and a bit and now they see the map course in the car and they know how far we are and everything but in general I feel as with any relationship I'm always saying here that it's important to be very honest with our children as in any other relationship like honesty is something that is important in any relationship and the relationship that we are building with our kids is not the exception so whenever we can let's try to speak with the truth with our kids and set the expectations real so when they get frustrated or something in the car, it's like, yeah, it's still a way to get there, but we're going to make it. Let's do this and suggest different things. So anyways, those are the five things that I feel are useful. Let me go back to them. So the first one was related to the time of the day that we leave. And ideally, if partly our kids can be sleeping because we either leave early in the morning or late in the evening, that would be even better. The second one was doing family playlists. Then the third one was bringing lots of different books or toys or entertainment for the kids, whatever you feel that the kids will enjoy in terms of books or entertainment. And then the fourth one was about the food and bringing those treat bags was a really cool idea. It really worked well. And the fifth one was about setting the expectations clear and make it like a family goal together so we do look online for the map and this is how long it's going to take us so we can make it happen and you know it's like an it's like a commitment that everyone is involved in that sense if we can see it like that anyways i hope this was useful as i always say we're all doing the best we can with the information and the tools we have and i hope this was useful thank you for listening and see you next week <laughs>